Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. We've got a little interesting voice shifting going on today. <clears throat> Excuse that. So what we'll be talking about today is kind of a fun topic that just kind of came up on the fly because, hey, Mother's Day, why not? Let's celebrate it. And part of what we're celebrating is the womb, which is why the mothers are the mothers. So, well, that is debatable these days, actually, because lots of um, trans people do not necessarily have a womb and they are mothers as well. So we're just going with the, uh, we'll go with the thoughts that are like a thousand years old, kind of from a historical context first, about the womb as the creative center of, of life and the magic of it. So I'm excited to talk about that. We've talked about all things vulva before, and we've talked about all things to do with physiology and some history and tapped into some of the great books like Pussy, A Reclamation as well. And there are so many great books out there that have information on the vulva. And I recently came across an article that was very cool that talked about the, uh, the ancient, I suppose it's called something like the ancient healing wisdom of the womb. And I think just the title itself was fine. I'm going to uh, confirm that that was actually the title. It was written by Erica Mosen-Bike, and she's got uh, a lot of great articles on our website. And this one particularly is recounting some stuff uh, <clears throat> regarding some of the information she's gathered over a lot of years. So this one's called The Lost Knowledge of the Creative Power of the Womb it is what kind of inspired this show along with uh, just information that I love because I think there's something that we, in some ways we just ignore. We give our brains a lot of validity for we know things it's sitting in this gray matter and there's all these synapses connecting stuff and therefore you're wise or you have a sense of um, body information that might come from memory so there might be fears that you can sense but we give a lot of other things credit in our bodies but we don't give our wounds an awful lot of credit and i think about the magic of the womb in so many different ways. Even physiologically, having a womb is freaking cool in that male bodies do not have the same flushing out that female bodies have every month. With Even with menstruation, even as we get older, even the hormonal changes, there's something truly magical about a womb. And I remember reading, uh, you know, so many, so much information over the years, but one of the things that really struck me was that you know, back thousands of years ago when women would menstruate, it was kind of considered a magical thing. Who on earth could bleed for three to seven days or more and not die? It was actually considered quite magical. And I love that perspective of it, that, hey, that is magical. If a man 
blood from his penis for three to seven days, that guy would be dead. Let's face it. So I do know that the bleeding is different, by the way. I'm not an idiot. But however, it's not like a cut. You know. <laughs> however, um, actually the word vagina does kind of mean that it's cut. So we're not going to use that word. I like the word womb. It's lovely. And actually one of the more appropriate words um, historically is actually the C word, which I can't say on um, anymore because it's kind of like a band word. But the C-U-N-T word is actually most correct linguistically to what women have. I'm going to do a whole show about just that word one day. I've been reading a, a fabulous book on just the C word and it's awesome. So yes, I, I get excited talking about the womb. You know, part of it is because most of my life I've ignored that I even have one and I've kind of made it weird and wrong. And I've gone to like, um, oh, it's kind of like, oh, look what it's doing today. It's shedding. Mm, great. Or look what it's doing today. Mm, bleeding. Great. So I didn't give it a lot of credit for the magic that it is and for the magic that it does for our physically for our bodies and, and what it does even energetically, what it does for creativity. We're going to break this show up into the creative powers of the womb, the physiological powers of the womb, and, and some of those creative powers will probably stretch into some spiritual powers, but there definitely are some spiritual powers of the womb too. So we're looking at it from some different perspectives today. And uh, for those of you who have wombs or would like to have wombs, I would love to hear about what it is about a womb that is so attractive to you. And for those of you who were born with wombs, and you feel like you just don't identify with having one, I'd love to hear about that too, because it doesn't mean that because you have one, it's supposed to be magical for you. Not necessarily. For you, it could be like a burden as well. So though when we look at a lot of things, I think about things even geologically, like you look at caves and you look at different ways and crevices in the planet that uh, if you've ever gone splunking and you've gone down into little crevices or you've gone into caves, it's very much like being in a womb. And a lot of different cultures have traditions where you would crawl into something that would represent a womb, whether it is a cave and you'd go in and meditate or whether it's like a yurt and you'd go in and meditate or a sweat lodge. So many of these things are symbolic of crawling into the womb, healing and then coming out different getting wisdom, gaining knowledge and all these sort of things. So I know that the first time that I ever went into a sweat lodge, I was invited by, well, actually I went in a few times and the first time, the very first time I didn't really like it so much. It wasn't as traditional as maybe I would have liked it to be. But the second time I was invited in um, by a native elder at the time we called them native elders, indigenous elder. And uh, he was inviting a bunch of white healers in so that we could, white and non-Indigenous healers in so that we could collaborate on healing the planet. And I felt super honored to be invited to be part of that. And when, when we did that ceremony, there was something incredibly touching about being in this space, being in this space of like the magic womb with all these other people. And it's a super emotionally intensive experience as well as physiologically intensive. Like you're sitting in a hut that's super hot and your body feels like it's about to boil over. 
Um, so, so it's intense. And if you sit through it, uh, you can have some really great cleansings, both physically and emotionally and spiritually. So that for me was a very interesting experience and my body still has memory of it. And that was over about 20 years ago. So even though my body still has memory of it, I can think of, I can actually think of it and my body will remember the cleansing and remember the clearing. And what I think is really cool about that is the potency of the experience as well. So just kind of like the potency of the experience of being birthed too. And there's all these different methods of rebirthing. You could actually go and you can have sessions and healings and things that bring you back into that magic of the womb. And whether you had traumas in that womb or whether you had beautiful experiences in that womb, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on in those 40 weeks if you're in there for your full gestational period or less, however long you were in your in your womb in the womb for. You think about like what you experienced in a womb. It's freaking incredible just to consider that you started out as like a little zygote, you know. And then you just transformed over weeks into this being who started to get organs and the magic that the womb has to be able to create that is kind of mind blowing. And truthfully, I mean, we could probably study this forever and try and find all the physiological reasons and get really scientific about it. But let's add the fact that there's something truly miraculous about it and that there is an energy of miracle and magic that goes on. And yes, historically, even when we look at things, it always comes down to God or the goddess, doesn't it? Like, or maybe you didn't know that. So historically, when we look at things like the planet and like how, how creation came about, even that, even some of the greatest philosophers, scientists on the planet, even when they come down to it and they're like, the Big Bang Theory, that's how it was created. Cool. And then what created the Big Bang Theory and ultimate ultimately the wisest people on the planet have always come down to intelligent design. There's always been intelligent design involved. So whether you want to call intelligent design, God, goddess, or whatever the universe, intelligent design is behind all of it that we know of. This is our finest explanations we have to date from our finest minds we have to date. So we have intelligent design. So even a person who creates a book, right, writes a book, there's it doesn't just appear out of nowhere there's intelligent design behind it so everything on this planet has intelligent design behind it including us including the womb that creates and holds life it's kind of fascinating isn't it so what's in this magical womb there's like muscles and tissues and all kinds of things going on on the physical level and what it does on a regular basis to be able to hold a child and there are actually the rare few people on the planet who, when they were born, were identified as female. However, they were born without a uterus. They were born without a womb. So it's fascinating that that actually exists too. So when we are talking, I mean, the vagina is kind of like the gateway for the baby, but we're talking really about the uterus. And some people are born without a uterus, which is fascinating. And the uterus is fascinating. But the whole the whole workings, let's face it, the whole workings of, of reproductive system are really fascinating that, that it's got its own like timing clock and let's, uh, you know, let's the eggs go. I recently read uh, some more science articles on 
this bit of information that had to do with that we're born with it's like thousands of eggs. So this is different information that when I was taught when I was in school is that women are born with a finite number of eggs. You know, you might have couple hundred or so that maybe a thousand if you're lucky and um so in your lifetime so you'll have an average of 12 to 14 menstruations a year you know so you got your 14 times 30 years or something or 40 years of menstruation so every year you'd have 140 so you might have say i'm trying to calculate here off the bat maybe 700 periods in your whole life maybe and and the crazy thing is, is we actually, they found that we're actually born with thousands and thousands of eggs. I can't remember how many, but I'll look it up if you need to know that. And so technically something goes on where women's clocks, the body just goes, yeah, I, I don't want to reproduce anymore. And somewhere it creates menopause because menopause as people are starting to talk about it more and more is actually and almost like a myth that we've placed on the bodies that it needs to just stop. However, personally, I'm looking forward to menopause. I'm good with menstruation stopping. I'm good with not having to produce babies well into my eighties. And so I think there's really practical reasons to have menopause for sure. Although apparently, technically there is no valid reason for it to occur other than maybe there's a congestion buildup in the Fallopian tubes that stop the eggs from moving down. Who knows? Maybe they just reabsorb. It's hard to say. Men will have sperm their entire lives unless it gets depleted from illness. And, you know, possibly women's illness can also deplete their egg or their egg health. And I get that as well. And that if we were living with super healthy bodies with no interference of chemicals or food that is, you know, processed, we might have you know, menstruation until the day we die, which could, you know, like if we're living super long, like 120, 30 years, if we were living a, um, in some kind of ideal environments, then that's possible and plausible. So all this, isn't it fascinating? It's just fascinating. So <laughs> the womb in itself is fascinating, but all the other workings that go along with it to create all the changes to actually allow for the creative process, the creativity of child, like the creation of child and life, but also the creativity, the energetic creativity as well that goes on. I know that for a lot of people that maybe have chosen not to have uh, children in their life, they do tend to lean towards being super creative people. They're utilizing that energy in different ways. So it isn't just one way to focus that energy and use it. You could use it for so many things. And we'll talk about some of those aspects of like, what else can you use your womb for if not for babies? Like if you're not gonna go off and have kids, um, what else could you use it for? Because it's not it's not stagnant. It doesn't have to just be that. And so we're gonna explore more about the magic of the womb as we come back to this episode of The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. 
on the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So today we're talking about the magic of the womb. And how do we know that the womb is magical? Well, let's just look at it from a perspective of a few things, like the physiology of the fact that, you know, you can menstruate and not die, which is pretty magical. Um, if you have a uterus, yeah, but some people are, it's rare, but some people are born without them. And you can birth a child. You can actually have a child grow in you, which is just insane when you think about it. It's also one of the, the ways our bodies clean out waste. So luckily, you know, women are kind of lucky that way is that we can clean out waste through our uterus um, shedding. So one of the kind of interesting things is that for, for um, so there's a series of books called the five books of Isis. And in it, the person who did the research for the books, he researched a heck of a lot of things for many years. And one of the things that he found was that, um, that a lot of women who have uh, what's it called, um, like morning sickness, actually are, their bodies are detoxing so that the baby, um, the baby can be healthy. So essentially, even our wounds know that they need to be clean and clear. So it's not going to have that baby take on the toxins, it's going to give you morning sickness instead, which I thought was fascinating. So apparently, um, if you have like a clean and clear body, you have all the proper enzymes going on in your body and all the correct fats and carbohydrates and all these great things, which we'll be talking about health with Dr. Colby next week. So when, um, when we look at all of these things and all these things are in healthy working order, essentially women should not have menstrual cramps. They should not go through like super tragic menopause and they should also not experience <clears throat> anything like um, morning sickness, which is really cool. I feel like I'm 
testifying to something that might be a really big claim here as I'm like choking on my own words, but there is, there is actually like, I feel it in my body that there's a lot of truth in that. So um, I was mentioning earlier that I was reading an article by uh, Erica Mosenbike, and there is some really cool information in there about how women can learn how to redirect their cosmic soul energy. Uh, so this is women who have physical wombs, but I'm also talking to the women who identify who are trans women who might have energetic wombs or who have had even uh, surgery to have wombs. If you feel your womb, you've got a womb. And if you don't, if you were born with a womb and you just don't identify with it, cool, then you don't need to identify with it. So I'd like to, I'd like to be inclusive on this show. Um, I find that a lot of these conversations tend to be very heteronormative and it's nice to include. To me, I like to be an ally and include everyone. So, so when we talk about the cosmic soul energy, let's just talk about it from the womb as an energetic or physical womb as well, and how we can use the energies and be able to redirect some of the energies in the womb. So let's just think about that for a second. Like, there isn't like an exact way to do this. I mean, there are, there are teachings that have been passed on probably generationally through different tribes. Um, there's a tribe in the Andes who had a method for that. And I'm just gonna go with somewhere instinctively, when you tap into your womb, you actually know how to do this. So let's just have a little quick, fun, uh, on the fly kind of exercise to tap into the womb. So whether you have one physically or energetically, and even if you identify as male, but you sense that you have a, an energetic womb, that's really cool. Tap into it. So we're just going to get comfy cozy. You're going to, if you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> or if you're operating machinery, don't do this till later. But if you're at home and you're just listening, just take a moment. It's going to be about five minutes where you can just really relax into your body. Feel your feet and then feel your back against the chair. And I would also like you to feel that wherever you're sitting, just notice, and I'm gonna get funny on my screen here, but just notice and kind of tilt your pelvis forward uh, in a way, or tilt your pelvis in a way that you get the sensation that your vulva or whatever, it could be your testicles, whatever happens to be right now, your scrotum or your, penis, doesn't really matter, is something that's touching so that you're connecting that part of your body so that you can feel a little bit like um, it's activated. Yeah. So we're going to just lean forward, activate that sense for that little part of your body, feel it, notice it. We're going to breathe in and out a couple of times just to relax your body and breathe in and out. being aware of your feet, being aware of your back against the chair, and then being aware of the connection of your pelvic floor, whether that's your vulva or whatever you happen to be connecting with. I just want you to connect with it and kind of roll into it and really kind of feel it like massage around a little bit and just let your pelvis roll. I like to do some number eights with my pelvis. I like doing number eights when I work on bodies. It just really releases them nicely. So we're just going to roll that pelvis and let it kind of activate. And as you breathe in, 
breathe your breath down right into your physical uterus or your energetic uterus. And if you don't have one, just put the energy into the area that would have your uterus. Whether it's been born with that one or you've had a hysterectomy or whatever it happens to be, there's still an energetic space there that is your womb. And we'll just put the energy into there. And notice and connect. Cool. And just notice when you're breathing into that area, deep breaths in and out. Just notice, do you notice what the space feels like? Are there any emotions that come up? Is there joy? Is there sadness? Is there a combination of things going on? Are there emotions that you don't even have an awareness of that they just feel like a jumble? No, there's probably many things going on. Get the sense of feeling in there. Also get the sense of all other sensations. What does it smell like? Interesting. It can be anything. So also let's get a sense of what does it look like? Make it colors, make it shapes, all of it's appropriate. What is it saying to you? Is it speaking to you? What is it saying to you? Just listen. When you're in there, it may have some words. There's some words that it would like you to say to it, like, I love you, thank you for being here. And just check as well with taste. Are there any tastes that come up? It may be strange in the thought to consider what would it taste like. We're gonna work with all the senses to become very familiar with the womb. We're gonna gather all of those energies we're gonna bring light in, particles of light coming from everywhere in the entire universe, coming in like a wave, flushing over all of that space. We're gonna ask any of those energies that want to be utilized for creative projects, for creation, for jobs, for work, for money, for creating of life. We're gonna ask for all of those things, all that light, all those light particles to come in, and they're going to start, they're going to start to spark all of those things, just start to turn on, and those energies will start to glitter, and grow, and become active, and you can ask your body to allow them to move out, they can move out moving through your cervix, through your vagina, and right out. And you can come out through your body. And just notice what does that feel like, having all that energy of the womb moving through and coming out. Maybe it's connecting to the earth. Maybe it's connecting to people. Maybe it's just being present there, and just being available. So there's some real beauty 
that can take place when we can connect with that. And then when you're ready, just you can start to open your eyes slightly and slightly and just notice how does your body feel? Take a little walk, take a little movement and see how your body feels. After becoming familiar with your uterus, your womb, how does it feel? And you can always go back in there. You can re-listen to that little segment and you can go back in there and just check, like, is there something emotionally going on in there? Maybe there's been traumas. Maybe there's been um, different things. And if there have been traumas in your body, if, if there's been violation or if there's, you know, if you've had your uterus removed or if there's been anything emotionally that impacted it and you would like facilitation on that, I would love to assist you and we can do some further work on that, some bigger work on that. And you can connect with me through melitsajelinek.com through my website. You can also find me on social media. And if you do find me on social media, please just let me know what you're connecting with me for. So just say this is in regards to your show about womb magic. And I would love to have some facilitation. I do offer 15 minutes free to everyone the first time. And um, we can see if I'm a fit for you. So when you think about how you could utilize some of this energy that's maybe stagnant or been sitting there and sometimes when you get that moving even things like menstrual cramps will start to alleviate because you're utilizing all this pent-up built-up energy that hasn't had a chance to move you sometimes have that that going on super stagnant so so remembering that this is this is actually like a super magical space and you can even you know instead of kind of going down into your body, you can imagine crawling inside of your body like it's a cave and crawling into your womb and seeing what you can see that way too. So lots of different ways to connect with your womb. And if you haven't done that for a long time or ever in your life, I'm curious to see what it feels like for you to connect with that after so long as if it's been like a long lost friend that you've forgotten and maybe your body is just a little bit happier that you've done that so when we talk about other things to do with womb i'd also like to look at some more historical things as well in our next segment as there are so many cultures in the world who who have used different types of uh things like wombs or there's been hidden information that's been tucked away for a really long time thanks patriarchy <laughs> so some stuff has been hidden for a very long time information about the magic of the womb has been hidden for a very long time and it wouldn't be cool if we could tap back into that and see what it offers us um, further in the article that i was mentioning i think it was in that article not to double check um, there was mentioned that at one time on the planet when we were doing when we were being cosmically connected to our uterus and we were being more conscious with it, there were more conscious people on the planet, like thousands of them. And now we're lucky if we have a hundred super conscious people on the planet. I don't know any myself. I mean, I know people in consciousness, but that doesn't mean that they're super highly conscious beings. So I'd love to be able to bring back beings who are super highly conscious and create a planet that's more conscious and if our wombs can do that how cool is that so you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution 
Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Jelenic is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzajelenic.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today we're talking about the magic of the womb. And I just wanted to check while I was on break to see if I was, this was the same article that I'd read about the thousands of enlightened beings. And indeed it was actually, so it's a very cool article. Um, the thousands of enlightened beings is an interesting concept and the idea of how do we bring these these enlightened beings onto the planet um, so what the article is talking about is about something called parthenogenesis so if you've ever seen the word parthenon parthenon is a part of the word parthenogenesis parthenogenesis is where uh, a woman can conceive uh, an enlightened being without any without any man parts <laughs> shall we say without the sperm this is it's a fascinating concept but across culturally there has been for example jesus was was a person of parthenogenesis birth so it's the genesis of the parthenon yeah so so Jesus was one of them. We also have a whole bunch of other uh, historical, some people may say um, mythological, however, like Buddha's mother or the Iroquois peacemaker, they, were, they all 
conceived their enlightened beings uh, via parthenogenesis. It's kind of fascinating. So part of it is, how do you create that? How do you do that? And one of the things is that there's this thought that there's an elixir within the womb. Now I've read this in a few other books too, like the five books of Isis talks about the elixir that women can have in their womb. And that elixir is actually called Ormus. And Ormus is naturally occurring in our bodies. However, as our bodies are you know, decaying and having all this influence, whether it's influence from uh, technology or influence from geopathic sources, that geopathic stresses or chemical stresses, chemical stresses in our food, that our bodies are taking on too much stress from chemicals or chemical stresses in the air. There are so many different stresses that we have on our bodies in the last 200 years that our bodies never had uh, thousands of years ago when this concept of parthenogenesis was, was um, really prominent. And there were thousands of people on the planet who were enlightened beings probably in the times when there wasn't so much war, more creation just going on. And now we've kind of corrupted things a bit. We've also assumed that it requires to, to, to get pregnant. We've assumed that, but I love the idea that we've just assumed it. I love, I love that we should question everything. And um, the, the whole idea too, that, you know, this idea of parthenogenesis not requiring the male part is fascinating. It's just a totally conscious cosmic connection and asking the womb to receive life and for creativity and for, for everything else. Like, I think it's fascinating. I also find that, you know, there, there are so many different uh, holidays that are connected to things like parthenogenesis as well. Well, we've got the birth of Jesus is one of them, but there are different birth holidays that, that actually celebrate and are in awe of this concept. Although it's not a word that people are using, they just call it like a miracle birth or whatever. So it is, it is that. And what if it was true? Although my mom has a totally different take on these things. Um, as when she went to high school, she went to a Niagara Christian uh, college in uh, in uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is in Canada, and so she went to this highly Christian high school, and she, being the rebel that she is, said that maybe Jesus wasn't a miracle baby, maybe Jesus was the first test tube baby, also a fascinating concept. However, we can go with the more miracle side of it and go, what if it is possible that, that you could have, if your body is super healthy and it can create uh, when a body is super healthy and everything's functioning, the uterus actually creates its own ormus. And, and the, the taste of, um, say, cum, we'll use that word cum, or ejaculate from a woman, uh, woman's body, uh, or, a, or a body that has a vagina and a uterus, that flavor will taste like seawater. So that's essentially what ormus tastes like. You can also create armas. However, it's cool that our bodies can create it as well when everything is functioning well. So that is part of the magical elixir. And there are other things that you can do and take and rituals that can be involved to actually bring on the magical elixir as well. So I have, um, I have a few friends who are really into like uh, menstrual blood magic and they've done all kinds of things with their 
their blood to create elixirs to create uh, different things in their life. So there is there's also that connection that um, you can, especially for blood magic, that creates the Lumaz magic because you are actually using the blood from that to to um, do so many different things, whether it's put it on your food to have give nutrients to your your um, crops. I'm sure they did that. And, um, you know, for example, like I live in a forest and randomly once in a while, I'll just go put some of my blood on the trees and on the tree roots. And why not? Because we can, because it's giving back the blood to the earth. That and the fact that I had an awareness several years ago that I thought, I thought, or I had this awareness. So it just popped in my head that what if women bled into the earth again? When women did bleed into the earth, whether it was for, you know, a day, maybe they didn't even have menstruation lasting three to seven days. Maybe it only lasted a day. It was done and moved on. We don't really know. We don't really have a lot of uh, facts and information that go back thousands of years about that because uh, women were kind of written out of history in a lot of ways. So we don't have, especially their genitals, although there is some genital information that is historical and it's fascinating what they've done for mutilation over the thousands of years, um, starting mostly in Greece. That's a whole other story. But uh, there is there is a whole lot of lack of information. We don't have history. We don't know that whether, you know, four or 5,000 years ago, did women still bleed for three to seven days on average? Did they need to? Maybe not. Maybe their bodies were eating so much healthy food that they had the magical elixir in them, that they were able to do those parthenogenesis births. And things were different. Maybe we didn't have the issue of menopause or the issues of PMS. Um, maybe things got corrupted. Maybe things got dirty and odd and weird and whatever. Now we're living in this time and day and age of corruption as um, as uh, some people say, we're living in uh, in the, the time of corruption, the Kali Yuga. So we could be living in a time of of total destruction and just a mess. Oh well, that was a rant. <laughs> so what what I really wanted to get down to with the womb is to really embrace like what where have you ignored your womb and where have you not acknowledged it as magic. And if you haven't acknowledged just magic, then can you just take a moment to acknowledge that maybe the person who birthed you was magic, whether they're in your life or not, or you were adopted or they were nasty. The fact of the matter is, is their womb created you, which is really, it was part of your, it was like your home for, you know, however many weeks you were in there. So your home that if you think about this, is like if your home could do what that womb did, so your house right now, does your house feed you? Does your house nurture you? Does it have a cord that goes right in, you know, the umbilical cord that goes right into your body that gives you nutrients, allows you to be growing, gives you shelter, gives you warmth, gives you um, all of these things that we search for the rest of our lives after we get out of the womb? These are the things that we require. But while we're in the womb, they're totally looked after. I think that's kind of fascinating too, right? We have this um, this sense, and it could be security in there, but it can also be if the mother's going through a lot of stress, all of those emotions feed into the baby too. I've worked with so many people who have 
memories of being in the womb that were absolutely traumatic and and not only traumatizing but they were like they made them feel like unloved unworthy like so beyond traumatic like why do you even want to be alive when um, everything you were feeling in the womb was awful and these aren't even necessarily people who have lived through war times or whatever this is just regular people walk in their lives who've had regular lives but the mother was under a lot of stress or duress and um, all those emotions fed into that child so if you happen to be a child that whose mother was under a lot of stress and duress there's some healing to be done um, i know that i've been through it myself and um, as a mother i had that um, and i worked diligently with my child so that they wouldn't have to have all that repeat or that feeling going on in their life. And then there's also the, and I still continue to work on that. And also the feeling with my mother when I was in utero where she was completely under stress and didn't really want kids. Uh, so when you feel when you're in utero and, you're, and your mother is feeling like I don't really want kids, that can lead to some issues later on in life. You know, some people are like, no, you can't feel it. Absolutely, 100% you can. These are frequencies, vibrations that we pick up on constantly. You're in your womb, you're in your cave, and this is what you're surrounded by 24-7. So do you feel it? Yes, you do. Do you carry it unconsciously? Yes. And is it something that you can change? Yes, it is. So all things are definitely changeable and mutable. And sometimes we have to go back that far, right to the womb. Just think about that magical womb. It was your home. It was like where you got your food, your nourishment, and everything else. And even if your mother was like a drug addict or whatever was going on, um, it was still an environment. It was still a home. And on some level, if you're alive, then she did something that allowed that to happen. So let's give thanks to the wombs out there. All to the wombs for, you know, the day after Mother's Day, we're thanking the wombs out there that let us be here and for the mothers who looked after those wombs so that we could be here. So very cool. So we're going to wrap this show up after this next segment. Uh, we're going to go to our next commercial. So you are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today we're talking about the magic of the womb, the magical womb that be. There's so many reasons why the womb is magical and really to be looking after it, look after that uterus. So eating, you know, foods that are nutritious and healthy that aren't going to create things like infections. Also being in loverships where your lover is kind to your body so that your body's not traumatized by that and holding it in the womb. And you know, there's so many other things that you can do personally for yourself, whether it's movement. Um, daily movement is amazing for that too, to just how have your hips be more open so that you're not creating stress on that, where you're not sitting on your vulva all day long and putting pressure on, on um, you know, and, and creating stresses in there. So yeah, movement is great too. We want to make sure too that Oh, here's a fun one, actually, that just kind of popped in my head. If you'd like to do some healing on the womb, one of the things you could do is do some, um, what's it called? Like super conscious dreaming. I can't remember the word for the super conscious dreaming, but that's okay. So lucid dreaming, that's what it is. So you could do lucid dreaming where before you go to sleep, you can actually have yourself know and imagine, like you can just visualize that you are going into the womb whether it's your own womb to heal your own womb or to go into your mother's womb um, so that you can go through that experience through your dream state so that you can heal so many things in your dream time as well, where sometimes in the dream time, it's less traumatic. However, if it does keep you awake at night, then you want to maybe do it when you're awake and be guided with somebody. So a lot of these things we instinctively know how to do. We just need reminders that this stuff is possible and that we can do them and to play with it and experiment with it. Oh, so cool. So I have some recommends for you guys to go out. Definitely go out and get Pussy of Reclamation. It's a great book by Regina. Um, blah, blah, blah. I can't never say her last name. It's wild, but it's by Regina. Mama G wrote Pussy of Reclamation. Also, remember to check out some articles on this too like the one that i mentioned the uh the lost what is it called let's see here the lost knowledge of the creative power of the womb it's it's a very uh, it's concise article it's not very long it's like the equivalent of a few pages and i think just even being aware that there is lost information out there that there are cultures out there who have had information that has been lost for five, 600 years and is now coming to surface. Um, some of those cultures were said that they had actually gone into the mountains for several hundred years. And then when they came back in the 1950s or 60s or something, that they brought this information forward. Um, but it's hard to say, is that true? I don't really know, but I like to think that it could be that people could hide for so long that um, their culture is not tainted and they could bring the information back and it's um, it's something that they can share rather than trying to pass it on uh, through through all the filters we have nowadays it could be a little more difficult. So having it be more pure information is really cool. Also, in my thoughts is that we all have the capacity, it's kind of a Jungian connection to things that we can all tap into that unconsciousness, consciousness, super consciousness. We can all tap into that and we can tap into information that's out there. So 
take some time. Meditate on your womb and see what information you know. See if you know any rituals around this too. Maybe, you know, crawling into the cave, crawling into the hole, crawling into that yurt or that sweat lodge is something that your body super deeply requires. And, you know, things like the red tent and bleeding in the tent and being honored during the time of, of bleeding or even being acknowledged for the magic of the womb. As in a lot of cultures, it's been both regarded as magical, that womb, but also very, it's been also regarded as evil. Um, I know in the <laughs> evil, for lack of a better word, or um, dirty or tainted. Uh, so in, in Christian orthodoxy that I was raised in, if you are menstruating, you're not supposed to take the body and blood of Christ. You don't take the, the Eucharist. You don't involve in that because you could potentially be... Um, I can't remember the exact word for it, but basically you're dirtying it. And this is this is sort of a true thing in, in several cultures uh, as well. Like you'll find that the womb has been considered dirty also in uh, Judaism, where women need to take a mikvah after they've had their periods. So they need to take a holy bath afterwards because you know, their bodies are considered dirty. Uh, so there's been a lot of dirtiness placed on us. And so this show really for me is about embracing those parts that are not dirty, reinviting the magic in, and acknowledging that all those things that were magic were probably taken away, or they were probably renounced or made wrong, because they could see that if women can do this parthenogenesis when they're healthy, then why would they need men, right? It's a thought, but if it is possible, then why would they need men? Could they just choose them for fun? And I think everybody wants to be needed. So I think on some level, the society would have created it to make sure that that would not keep going because then what's the point? Why do you need to be alive if women can just create babies on their own? So whether that is, that is factual or whether that is mythological, Whatever that is, I love it. I think it's a really fun energy. I also feel like men have a capacity too to create things as well in their own ways too. They have sperm, they're like tiny little beings, right? So I, I think there's validity for, uh, and there is something magical about both the womb and the penis. So phallus and the, um, yeah. Yeah, when we look at the, like the, the, the lingam and the, wow, why can't I remember the word for that? But it's all good. <laughs> so the womb, we're just going to go with the womb for now. That's funny. I'm just like having a brain fart moment where I'm not remembering stuff. Anyhow, I hope you guys enjoyed this wacky wild episode. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.